0: Hey guys, James Rust here from Marketing Secrets for Electricians, and today I've got an interview with an electrician from Australia going to Victoria. And if you've ever been there, there's a place called Geelong, and Andrew Sly owns an electrical business there. And we're going to interview him and find out uh, how he runs, basically ran his business with a broken back. Uh, he went on uh, a trip overseas and Um, his tips on or what he found helpful for hiring or finding the or venting um, potential employees for your electrical business so hope that helps enjoy the show so here's what I hear a lot how do normal electricians like us who are properly trained and licensed who are not willing to cheat and take shortcuts and who are wanting to own a successful electrical business. How do we compete against the big guys who own the market share, or the guys that charge peanuts for an electrical job? On top of that, we want to employ the best electricians so we can get off the tools and have plenty of time for other areas of life. That's the question. Join me and follow along as we search for the answers. My name is James Rest and welcome to Marketing Secrets for Electricians. First off, James here from Marketing Secrets for Electricians and Andrew, thanks for jumping on and even with all the technical difficulties, let's uh, get into this. So uh, we're looking at kind of how to run a successful electrical business. That's kind of the topic and hopefully you can share some insight and stories as to what you've been doing, um, why you've been in electrical business. And uh, yeah, so first off, uh, share something about you like um, so you know people know who you are, where you're from, that type of thing.
1: you've just cut yep.
0: out <laughs> <coughs> is it working i
1: just lost the end of that that's all okay so you just
0: share like um
1: yeah where... yeah i just missed the end of that
0: yeah you just share where you're like where you're base because everyone from around the world essentially listens, listens to this so share where you're based and uh kind of you know a bit about your your background in the electrical industry or or your business or something like that
1: yeah nice okay so yeah andrew Sly here from uh, fly electrical solutions i'm um, um the owner of that business and been operating since 2014 around Geelong area in Victoria, Australia. Um, first first off, I guess what led me to start my own business probably it wasn't so much by choice. It was I was working for a large company on a project that had an end date um, and there was about a 100 of us there. And we all knew it had an end date um, and it came to an end I got redundant and... and at the same time, there were a couple of um, industrial uh, sectors that got shut down around Geelong. One being Ford factory, the other was Alcala and Al- aluminium smelter. Yeah. Um, so I was, you know, I was up against people who other electricians who were, were predominantly in the industrial sector, but all these people were out of work and the way I saw it, the fastest way for me to get some work would be to invest a little bit of that redundancy money into starting my own business. Um, And I did that. um, I mean, it it took a long time for me to get traction. It actually took a very long time for me to even realise what I was wanting to do or even what I was doing. Um, The first thing I found was I found there was a, contract to install the NBN, so I just went, yep, there's some regular work, I'll grab that, run with it, see what I can sort of make of it. Um,
0: so that got you going, that kind of, that was the contract
1: it, it that got kicked the off. Yeah. off? Yeah. It kicked me off, yeah, it got me going. It was a good little stepping stone, learning curve, got my name out there a bit, um, as well, just sort of around the local area, because so I was sort of, I was used to travelling all over the state. Um but probably five years prior to that,
0: okay. Uh, we
1: were we were working on a um on one of the power networks were upgrading all their electricity meters. So yeah, from pretty much fresh out of my apprenticeship till um till that project ended, I was yeah sort of changing electricity meters and yeah kind of working my way up. Young got to, got to learn a lot about how to deal with people. Um, yeah, because that's
0: an important factor, especially running your own business.
1: Definitely is. So I've got that to thank. I think the the uh, network, been uh, PowerCore, who look after Western Victoria and the City City Power. Um, yeah. they're both the one under the one umbrella. Um, they had really good, uh, really good um, training and customer service uh, skill skill training and that sort of thing. So I've I really feel that that stuck with me from a young age and it's something that I use every day um and I think that's one absolute like must if like you are to run a run a successful business you need to be good with people to a certain degree at least
0: especially in small business if it's like you know you, you you can't treat the customer like shit and expect them to to keep coming back like in a bigger business you might get that exactly. if you own the market share i don't know what a big business is off the top of my head but if you own the market share that and they're forced to come back maybe maybe telstra is a good example they don't have the best customer service and yet because they have the coverage you have no. to keep going back
1: that's right
0: so no, cool so.
1: maybe our, our little our little uh, meeting here might um might be proof that <laughs> someone's uh, someone's got a better network For sure, but yeah,
0: yeah, no that that's that's how it works. Um, so why, like, start like a deeper question, maybe? Why do you do what you do? Is there like a underlining reason why you, you know, became an electrician or do the do the start the business? Like, you kind of were forced to go that way, but is there a deeper reason?
1: Uh, I think um, if I look back to my Primary school days, there's, you know, those questions in, you know, in grade one or something, or what do you want to be when you grow up? And I think I was seven when I said I wanted to be an electrician because I liked tinkering with little toy cars. But, you know, then after that, I wasn't sure. Um, I knew I'd be hands on sort of probably from early high school. Like I thought I wouldn't mind. In a tradesman, of some sort, some sort, um, a builder was probably what I, lent to oh, the most. I yeah. Say. Um, but saying that, I, I, was, I always had a bit of an interest in, in, you know, being like, electronics, sort of things. Yeah. Um, could, you know, I was always messing around with little walkie-talkies and stuff when I was a young tacker. So, you know, just playing with things. Um,
0: Investigating. And yeah, in- like
1: control cows apart and. Yeah, just, just that sort of thing. But I think it it, it probably didn't become an actual um, set in stone what I what I really wanted to do until I was into probably you know year late year ten at high school and trying to decide whether I wanted to do VCE or um, sort of look, look down the trades path. I think early year ten was when I sort of said, "All right." Just to keep that open, because um, I sort of was alright, was okay, it was not too bad at maths, and yeah, um, I knew you had to be good at maths to become a Sparky, so I sort of had that in the back of my mind. Um, and then it, it wasn't long um, into year 11, I started um, doing work placement, or you know, like one day a week, sort of every Friday with a. I'd, about twelve blokes working for them and they mainly did sort of new new domestic build and sort of some some bigger, nicer domestic stuff. A lot of it was the volume build. Um we had a had a good good um a good variety of things though, but it was it was mainly yeah, you know, new builds. So I got to learn a lot quick. Um and then, you know, at the end of that year, in year eleven, uh yeah, I got got off an apprenticeship and I just stuck it like stuck it out. Um the boss wasn't the best. The best of the best. He's um, yeah, sort of. I think also guys that I worked with back then. Um, every everyone that worked at that company was great. The boss, yep. I so, think he just didn't know how to treat well, people.
0: That, that was my question. What made him a bad boss, right?
1: Um, he he didn't have the best people skills. Yeah, he could talk, but I just see him like, you know. Wearing like he like don't get me wrong he wasn't like um he wasn't like aggressive or anything like that towards pe- towards people but I saw him treat the people pretty badly yeah so I just looked at him and thought what are you doing mate like you know he was pretty racist and that was a massive thing for me you don't do that you can't say that I, I, I've, from you know and he kind of oh, I don't know I think he just bit the hand that fed him too many times yeah but the funny thing is everyone who saw him
0: was that to customers or was that to employees or both or just everybody both
1: (laughs) both. so employees i saw more of the way he treated them um you know just he'd get a bit aggro over over little things i mean i can understand being stressed i know that now looking i know that i know that there was there's definitely some stress especially with big you know because when i was there there was always at least 10 10 employees that were you know apprentices or tradesmen yep. sometimes 15 odd maybe um and they're all great people like i can't say he was a horrible person but i just what i what what everyone everyone who i went through my time with there they're all working for themselves or working for someone else but they've always they've all. Um, obviously, learned what not to do from seeing the way the way that uh, this this guy behaved sometimes. Like so, you know, I, I think ultimately what, what happened was he he lost a couple of bigger kind of customers, oh. and I think it was off the back of just not kind of almost taking the piss. So what I'd say he he say the boss of this big big building company. Wanted us to do work at his house. I think he charged him, you know, just like way more than than fair or whatever. I don't know. And he, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. the ins and because I'm only an apprentice.
0: Oh, good. Um, but, but, but the yeah, the, I just saw the some things go south. But the main thing, like to distinguish, like he was being a boss, and the way I see being a boss is like you're like telling people off, and you're like you kind of demand and treat people like shit whereas a leader is more like someone who encourages yeah. you and work. even yeah. every business is going to have problems yeah you're going to run into problems full stop so that if you want to treat people like shit the problems oh, or you yeah. want to work with them through the problems there's a different energy different you know relationship that develops from that and people will follow oh, you as that, a leader or as a boss they're like oh you're an idiot <laughs>
1: exactly that's right and I can take that right till right this moment and I know that my two employees they they look at I know they've got like a lot of respect for me because I don't I don't boss them around I leave or I help I'm I'm there to where and treating them that way that you're only going to get it back in return where they're going to they're going to want to come to work they love their job they say it like they say it to my face every day like I've got the best job, or like you know, we're always having a bit of a laugh, or that's whatever. Good. But when you know, when things need to get done, like the, you know, you can rely upon them. because I, yeah. exactly.
0: And like with it, with your customers, if if you're treating them good, like if you're treating your employees good, they're gonna that's gonna flow through to your customers too, because they're at you know they're in front of your customers.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I I reckon I reckon based on based on my customer service and I can't, I can't exactly take credit for every single good review, but it's, I've, I've taught that kind of, I've taught that to my team and they kind of bring that part of the business into that customer's home. Um, where I might not have much to do with that person, um, with that particular, maybe one off customer. Yeah, um, and it might it might turn out a five star Google review, and they'll call me back, you know, the next day and say like how good of a job. I, I'll still follow up some of the time, but you know, mm. I just feel that you know a, le- a good leader, you, you, your your principles and your morals can shine through your employees if you treat them the right way. Um, yeah, and you know. They give you the respect and they take it seriously at the same time. Like you kind of, you got to find the balance. Like, yeah,
0: you need both. You, you also you, can't. You can't be that good of buddies with them that they don't listen to you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So you but still. Gotta they. Yeah.
0: Draw the line somewhere. Like exactly. No, I mean, I'm not I mean, gonna... hmm, okay.
1: <laughs> like I mean, yeah. I was, like like this morning, for example, I, I yeah. sort of had a few. Quotes to get on top of, and I messaged the client. I hadn't met her yet, but I just said, like, hey, hey, Kate, like, my um, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to take an hour or two to myself this morning. Um, you know, my electrician Zach and apprentice Luca, they'll be uh, they'll be taking care of the job to start with, and I'll I'll pop past later on. Um, and yeah, they, she was wrapped that I let her know. Um, when I got there, she was rapt because she was wanting me to quote some additional works as well. Cool. You know, on site. Um, and yeah, she was, she was said how good of a job I did and she couldn't be happier and all that stuff. So yeah, I think, you know, that's the proof right there that, um, like, you can um, instill that. Um, instill all your sort of you know your what you stand for as a business or as a person even in in the people that work for you because um if you do it the right way but if you if you're treating them bad then they're just gonna resist
0: also they're not gonna stick
1: around heads.
0: like yeah
1: they're gonna be saying let's how do we find how do we find a way out of here i'm sick of this yeah which yeah when i when i was in the hiring process I could tell a few blokes were like that, that, that um, you know, called about the job.
0: Yep. Definitely, um, it definitely. Yeah, I thought, potential.
1: I don't want to be that busy.
0: <laughs> That's, um, yeah, so you, you want to be, you want to be the business where you, your electricians want to hang around and want to stay stay for the long term. Um, and when I was doing it, I had a couple guys who were there and they were good, but they were that good that they wanted to start their own business. And they went on to did that, yeah. do that, which was good. So it's also, you know, they were with me for a year or so, but it was also good to see, you know, them do their own thing. Um, but bad as well because it's like, oh, there goes my good employee.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that definitely. It's a, um, it's I could a, already see that. I'd be, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be, you know, I'd be happy for him, but I'd be sort of like, damn, you know, mm-hmm. there goes a, a damn good employee. Like,
0: um yeah and and that's i guess it's some people some people like maybe have that more entrepreneurial you know wanting or longing and then there's other people who don't want that like they don't have that drive they're just like i want to be a good employee and maybe that's something i don't know how but maybe you could filter that out just thinking out loud yeah you could filter that out somehow in the process of like hey What do you want to do? Do you want to start your own business? Not asking them directly, maybe, but just, hey, you want to start your own business or you're just looking to, you know, you enjoy your trade and we want to focus you and train you up and teach you technical stuff. And if they're leaning toward technical stuff, maybe they're more going to stay longer, you know, just a theory.
1: Yeah, yeah, right, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I've sort of been giving tips from a few different people like to ask them Sort of left a few questions when you in that interview process. Yep. And one of them, well, one of them, I like. You know, you, you ask if if you, you want know, a million dollars tomorrow, what would you do with it? I think that's a really good character. Um, a good way to read a character. Yeah. That's a going, good. Oh, I'd buy, I'd buy a Ferrari. I would you never. Know, you can tell if they're reckless or they're. Yeah. So I asked that. I asked that. Um, and, you know, straight away it was sort of oh, you know, you could see them start to think and they go oh like I'd I'd probably, you know, buy a, buy a property and you know, I'd give, give some to my mum and you know You can see the values they have. That's what I mean. You can see that they you can you can read read them off a question like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether they'd like blow it all on something or they'd do something kind of smart with it like and that's a good character test i think yeah and that was thanks to greg allen for me electricity for me that was something he let me yeah he he sort of that's what he recommended we do um and yeah i thought that was great like and it 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 is good it's great
0: yeah no definitely if you can find the right questions to disqualify them before you hire them you'll save yourself a lot of headache (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so what's, what's your goal? So like where you are now, where do you want to go? What's your kind of goal for your business?
1: So goal for my business is definitely um, be um, a good business, not a big business. Like I don't mind if we grow more, so I'm still, I'm still looking for a bit more growth, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want it to get out of hand where it loses that personal touch where, you know, if there was 50 employees, not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with a company like that, but I just think that that to me, um, it would, it would, I'm sure if I was, if I was, if I were about the right way, if I had a big, big business, um, like I could instill the values in all the, all the employees, but I think I want a good business. I don't want a huge business. I, like, like, I just want a, a business that that works but one that works for me
0: as a person one that, fits, that i can fits into you and and That's like right, yeah but it's like also like what i see is the bigger business the bigger you go the more structure you need so like right now you're like one on two or one on three one on four one on five that kind of structure is okay but if you go over i don't yeah. know a certain limit then you need more rules because you step further back and as you step further back, you need more rules so you, yeah. people know what to do because you no longer have that direct contact. Especially the like a, you know, you got a man- team of managers and then a team of like electricians and whatever. It's like those supervisors or managers, whatever they need to yeah. instill your values instead of you. So it's a different, different ball game, um, different set of skills, exactly. really. But, yeah, well yeah, yeah
1: you're right. Um, but I mean, I I'd like to be. Um, you know, I'd like to, to you know, because it's probably only the last probably eight, uh, couple of years that I've started to really see some, some good positive growth in my business um, where, you know, before I was honed in on what I'm doing right now, which is, you know, a general electrical contractor in my local area. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I was hopping around from contract to contract and filling in the gaps with with, you know, little, little, um, little to medium sized jobs for a one man business. Um, for local customers. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of think, I think a lot of, um, a lot of the early days of my business, it was, uh, like, I don't, I don't want to just rely on the phone ringing. Track description to fall back on. That's how I felt. Um. Cause I think I was a bit, a bit, um, afraid of like the risk involved in waiting for the phone to ring and spending big dollars and advertising and it might not work. You know, there was all those things, all those, those, um, probably hang ups that I had thinking the worst that.
0: So what, what got you over going. those hang ups? Cause they're good, they're good points. Yeah. Everyone starting a business or in business is kind of probably thinking the same thing. What helped you get over that?
1: Well, I think it was uh, probably one one contract, um went belly up, and we were told with two days' notice that there's no more work until you know early next year. And this was this was the middle of the year. I actually um, went from uh, yeah, <clears throat> I went from down down in Victoria. Me and a mate who at the time was doing a similar thing, like just you know con- contracting. Um, we went to Sydney for six months on a project and that project, the funding got cut sort of, and we were told with two days that, yeah, pack up and they sort of said there's enough work maybe for a couple of days a week, but you know, all the other blokes lived in the, in that area. Like Mm -hmm. we were sort of doing a bit of a, we are kind of doing a balancing act. We were working away and we both had, you know, a wife and kids at home. Yeah. in Victoria, and yeah, we were flying home every nearly every way every weekend to see the family, or we'd stay for a couple of weeks at a time and go home for a few more days, um, like you know four or five days or something like that, and go back and do it again. But I think when that happened, I just thought I've had enough of this. I've had enough of basically being a glorified employee, but I'm working for myself and paying my own tax, paying my super. I mean, yep. I'm not saying the money wasn't good, uh, I believe that, that it's probably a really good place to start if you're looking to start your own business. If you can find a contract of some description, even if you work on it three, two, three days a week and target.
0: Yeah, it's like that um, you know, midpoint, so you've still got something coming in and you can start testing yeah. the with your marketing and stuff for your own business.
1: Yeah, like I think it for me it was a safe, it was playing it safe. It was, you know, I, I I felt if I get a contract, if I if I start this project with this you know bigger company that are looking for contractors or whatever, then I don't have to chase work and all that sort of stuff, and it's not going to be quite as stressful. Where you just, you know, I probably think I think now looking back, it's it was probably it was probably more stressful, but just in a different way.
0: Okay. Well, especially because you had one job and if they cut the job you're left with nothing whereas yeah, exactly. now you've got you know multiple jobs and one project fails or says no you've still got others so you don't you know, you're literally not scrambling and have no work yeah. whatsoever so
1: exactly um so yeah i think yeah that that's what pushed me to to just go no i've had enough of this i'm i'm going home i'm going to start start you know basically start all over again so yeah. and this was this was this happened in the second half of 2017 so probably mid mid to late july would have uh, it would have been wouldn't have been until then until i started actually you know looking for work locally like, again like you know i, I dropped into people that I, I knew like the local mechanic because i've you know always looked after that He's his workshop and his house and you know got some good good private customers around my local area yep so you know i just put the word out that i was back and i was looking for work and um you know i stubbed to another another local sparky for a bit just to help you know help fill in the gaps um and it wasn't long until i kind of just built on basically the basics and that is you know um, Good, a good, a good friendly manner, a good polite, polite um, tone of voice. Um, you know, approachable, flexible. You know, offer solutions to um, the, the client as a person. You know, I, you know, show interest in them as a person because I think that's huge. Yeah, and
0: they're not just a
1: other, I guess that's <laughs> no, they're not, and that's what I like to i like to um make a customer feel like that because in reality they aren't just a the dollar they're my backbone They're a the, bit they're the backbone of my business because 100%. if it wasn't for all those customers i wouldn't have a business <laughs>
0: yeah yeah they add up definitely and and on top of that they, they definitely do they share and talk about if you do a good job you treat them like a person you know they'll go hey their friend needs an electrician they'll recommend yeah. I've seen that numerous times
1: Exactly, exactly, and that that happens a lot, um, and it, and it's just it's just the easy things. Like,
0: well, let's get this show on the road and start marketing our electrical businesses and finding customers to serve that need reliable electricians. I'm trying to change the industry, and I'm building funnels for electricians to help do that. If you want to see the first funnel we're building, it's called, or you can visit it at findelectriciansme.com. And this is the start of our client acquisition funnel where we're gonna be connecting with customers that need electricians, and when we do, we're gonna need electricians to do that. I don't plan personally to go do these jobs. I'm going to give them to electricians that that want to work with me to help serve these customers. So if you're interested in this, please go to findelectricianscme.com and check it out, and we'll talk soon.